0: Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very... Word of God. Today we'll begin a new chapter, Acts chapter number 23, and really it's a continuation of chapter 22 and chapter 21. The story's just unfolding where Paul has come to Jerusalem. He has been Accused of the Jews, apprehended by the Romans, and now a council has been formed with Jews and Romans together to hear the matter out. Mm-hmm. They found out Paul is a Roman citizen; he's a free-born Roman citizen. He cannot be scourged without just cause, and so they need to hear what is the truth and what is going on. So Paul is going to have opportunity now to address this motley crew, uh, this judicial hearing. And we'll see what he says to the council as we get into the text for today. Now, if you have missed any of our prior Bible studies, those are available for you via our podcast. Our podcast is available on every podcast platform. And what we do, we take all of the Bible studies from the radio, archive them on the podcast. Then you can listen whenever you find the time, and the podcast enables you to rewind and fast-forward and pause, and that way you can take notes as we study through our Bible together, and honestly, there is a a growing number of people that I know you use these as a supplement uh, and an additive to your personal Bible study, and I don't take that lightly, and I pray God will give you something from His Word as we study it together, and honestly, we're just reading the Scripture expounding uh, what's there and making application where we can. And my prayer is that God will help us to deepen our knowledge of his word so that we might deepen our devotion to the Savior. The Bible, I've said it so many times, is all about Christ. Christ is all throughout the Bible, and we want to see Jesus in what we study and be more like him because of it. Now, here we go into Acts chapter 23. The Bible said, And Paul earnestly, beholding the counsel, said... Now, I like that phrase, earnestly beholding he is not uh, coy he is not bashful he is not ashamed he is not fearful you can see the faith the spirit filled boldness of the man as paul stands there uh, greatly outnumbered and uh, in a dangerous place in his life yet he is not afraid to look them eyeball to eyeball i remember the old uh, uh, an old preacher used to say look at me my god given eyeball and that's sort of what paul's doing he's earnestly beholding there's a lot in a look when you and I go out soul winning, uh, there's a lot. Our eyes say a lot. The way we look on people and look at people, the way we give our attention to somebody, uh, pastor. Same thing in the pulpit. Our eyes say a lot, and uh, we need to be careful with our with our gaze. That is it is a genuine look, a look of compassion. Christ saw the multitudes and was moved with compassion. Christ always saw the need. And when Christ was looking on those who needed condemned, he looked at them with that that compassion, yet with that conviction as well. And there's a lot in how you look. The Bible said, And Paul earnestly beholding the counsel said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. that's a powerful thing for a man to be able to say. Paul is saying, he said, there, my, my conscience is void of offense before God. I have not done anything uh, contrary to the Word of God or the will of God. I've not done anything worthy of being criminalized or put in prison. I can speak of a truth that my heart is clean, my mind is pure. I have done right. I have done right to the best of my ability. And the high priest, Ananias, commanded them that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Now, can you imagine that? Ananias, the, the command that this man, Paul, because he said he's done nothing wrong. He says, hit him in the mouth. It shows you the uh, the spiritual disposition of these people, also just their outright hatred of the Apostle Paul. Also, there's a little bit of racism here. They don't like that Paul's preaching to Gentiles. They don't like that whatsoever either, and you can see just how hard-hearted the Jews were to the message of Christ. That should help us in our generation. Whenever we feel rejected or scorned or we feel the weight of the reproach, We ought to understand that is nothing new. In fact, that is nothing to be shunned or uh, upset about, though it's not pleasant. We should understand we, we, we ought to count it a joy to suffer for him, worthy to suffer for his name. The world is no friend to Christ, and the world is no friend to the Christian. And he looks at the, and says, hit him in the mouth. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee. I love Paul. I love his conviction. I love his grit. I love the fact he's not scared. He said, he looked at that high priest and said, God shall smite thee, thou whited wall. Boy, that's a stout statement. I like it. He said, you're nothing. He said, you're nothing but corruption with a veneer over it. You're nothing but a reprobate with religious garb. He said, What you are is all form, denying the power thereof. You whited wall. He called it like he saw it. Thank God for those Bible preachers. It's amazing how much folks will uh, make heroes out of Paul and Peter and Stephen, John the Baptist, and they, they say, Boy, God, give us another Jeremiah. God, give us a, an Elijah. And then when a man of God in our generation stands up as an Elijah, as a John the Baptist, they get mad and say, That preacher preaches too hard. He's against everything. I don't like that. Hey, listen, that's what God used in Scripture. That's what God still uses today. He's a man of God who's not looking for fear nor favor, and he's not worried about the opinion of men. He'll just stand up and preach what well, thus saith the Lord, even if it means he's going to get smacked in the mouth. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. I'd rather get an amen than have to say, oh, me. Um, but uh, you can see Paul, he looks at that man and says, God's going to judge you. God shall smite thee, thou whited wall. For thou sittest, for sittest thou rather to judge me after the law and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law. See, now listen, God uses Paul's background studying in Judaism like he did so that Paul can debate and defend himself in this situation. This high priest is not even obeying the law that he says he loves. That's a legalist for you. A legalist wants you to obey their standard when they know they don't even obey it in their heart. And they will twist the standard to meet their need in the moment. Their agenda is what they're concerned about, not the purity or the upholding of their law. And so this man is going contrary to his own law. Paul calls him on the carpet. And they that stood by him said, "Revilest thou God's high priest? See, now listen, these followers are so mindless They are so unlearned in their own scripture that they totally miss the fact that Paul just pointed out this man is not even obeying the law. And they are so blind to the truth that all they hear is Paul making his accusation against the high priest, and they call out Paul. Now, if they were zealous over the law like they claim to be, they'd be more concerned about God's Word being broken or the law, the tradition, whatever it is, being broken— than what Paul said. Paul is saying the truth. Then said Paul, I wist not, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. So you can see Paul is using his knowledge of the Scripture here. So Paul begins this chapter as a man who is defending himself in a court, essentially. He has been, he has been uh, con- not convicted, but he has been questioned. And he has been brought before this council to speak on his own behalf. And uh, he was very aware of the things that were at stake. But God gives him the boldness and uh, to speak the truth. And he says, to the best of my ability, he said, I've done everything I can to honor God. That's what he said in Philippians. Remember that Philippians 3, 6, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. He's saying, I have lived according to the law. I've not transgressed the law. I've not thrown out the law. And uh, the direct response of that, isn't it amazing how how they, (laughs) the first thing, they said, hit that fellow in the mouth. They don't want to hear what he has to say. But I want you to notice Paul's sensitivity. They said, Revitalist thou God's high high priest. Now, Paul could have responded to that and said, yep, because I don't respect him. And just, you know, I I don't think he's genuine. He doesn't even know his own law. He's twisting Scripture uh, for his own agenda. But Paul answers very humbly and said, I didn't know he was the high priest. And he quotes the Scripture and says, you know what, if I, if I did that, then I'm in violation of Scripture because it says that we shouldn't speak evil of the ruler of thy people. Now, it's not, it's not saying that Paul apologized for the truth that he spoke, but rather Paul apologized if he offended. And I've men- mentioned this before. This shows you the spiritual depth and maturity of Paul, that he was willing, even though he was right, to keep peace the best that he could And if he hurt or offended, he was quick to try and make it right. And I like that about Paul. And I can learn from that, and you can learn from that too, that Paul wasn't wrong in what he said. That was accurate. But he might have been wrong in saying it. And Paul was quick to, you know what, say, "Fellas, if I did that, I, I, I'm, I'm going to apologize." Here, here's the scripture uh, that I want to abide by, and he throws it out there. You and I can do what we can to keep the bond of peace. We got to strive for that, even in these hot moments of debate where we have to defend ourselves. We need to make sure we keep a Christ-like spirit. Well, that's all the time for today. That's the first few verses of the chapter. We'll continue next time. Until then, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for striving for revival with Justin Cooper. Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.